The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. You know how Finn never gets to tell Ray that one thing he wants to tell her? Or how Han Solo can give Leia a sarcastic quip but never really open up to her? Well, you don't have to be rebel scum or the captain of the Millennium Falcon to experience the kind of rich relationships and life that we all long for. I'm Mark Went, and I'm a men's wisdom coach. After people work with me, they have the confidence, emotional intelligence, and communication skills they need to be the heroes of their own story. To find out more, go to markwentcoaching.com, M-A-R-C-W-E-N-D-T, coaching.com. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a stream freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. And Derek, you know what makes us? It's not toys, it's not movies, but it's guests <laughs> that make us, like Brian Volk Weiss, which I still want to say Volk Weiss, which we talked you're, you're about before. You're more than welcome to. You would not be the first. <laughs> and we have Brian back, as you just heard. Because he's got a show coming out uh, talking about Star Trek. Um, give me a quick second. I have it pulled up. It is uh, the center seat, 55 years of Star Trek. And it's coming to the History Channel soon, which is more than enough reason for me to get Discovery Plus so I could get the History Channel. Nice. Just for this show. Great. Great. Well, I, ha- I already have the History Channel, so I'm definitely excited about watching it. Unfortunately, YouTube TV does not have the History Channel. That's why, but I do have the History Channel app for my Roku, so I can watch it, but it's got all the commercials, which I'm fine with that, too, because that's how I've been watching Curse of Oak Island. But who cares about that show? Tell us a little bit about The Center Seat. Uh, I'm a huge Trekkie. You're you're probably surprised to hear that based on what's behind me. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by that display behind you. uh, You've got probably one of my favorite uh, Star Trek toys that I had as a kid. Which one is that? 
uh, is the Enterprise that you can move the nacelles up to the dish. Yeah. Or it's the one where it's like seven ships in one. Yeah. Well, it's funny, man. I had that as a kid. I loved that one. I, I could be wrong about this, but it's made by this very weird, obscure company called South Bend. Yes. Which I think is a Massachusetts company. That I don't know. They're long gone. Oh, I'm going to have to look into that. I remember yeah, I remember getting it like 80, 81. I think is when, it, when I had mine. Yeah, it, it was a holy grail for me. Uh, about It took about five years to get one. I'm going to have to pick your brain after show to find out what I need to look for terminology-wise to find it. Because I want one again. It, South Bend, Star Trek, the motion picture enterprise. Right. That, that should do it. The problem is they, the white plastic yellows very easily. Yeah. So it's very yeah, hard to get one that's white. And it's one of these toys that there's, it's very hard to find a Goldilocks zone quality versus price. So they're either like a hundred mm-hmm. bucks or 2000 bucks. Right. And it's very hard to find one in the middle, but I finally did. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So anyway, sorry, I detract. We side railed or. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Um, derailed. There's the word I'm looking for. Getting back to center seat, uh, you said you're a big Star Trek fan. Uh, we are as well. Um, I, I guess it's our age group. You know, we accept wars and Trek. Um, so continue on. I can't wait to hear the story. I mean, it, it's a pretty simple story. Um, I, I love Star Trek, and there's been a lot of documentaries made about Star Trek, many of them very good, but they're always kind of like one-offs. Like it's an ice, like a great doc that William Shatner made. Um, I think it's called like fire on the bridge or something or like chaos on the bridge. That's what it's called. It's a great doc. It's an hour long. Like, so how, how can you tell the launch of Star Trek next generation in an hour? So what I really wanted to do was yeah, kind of really. like a Ken Burns-inspired deep dive, epic dive into the history of Star Trek. And luckily, uh, History Channel wanted to do it, too. Very. I'm glad to see History Channel is going back and covering history. No, no yeah. matter what type of history it is, in this case, it's pop culture history, which, hey, with the way today's world is, uh, as we say in our theme song, uh, this is a geek revolution. Yeah. Geek culture, pop culture is part of history. I mean, point blank. It's it's part of history. It's there. Star Trek's been around 55 plus years. Look at the different shows. Um, it, it's a great history you know, to behold. I'm very biased, but I do agree. <laughs> Man. Well, hey, if you think about it, Star Wars, isn't that far behind at what? 41 for well, 45 years. 46 years with Lucas with the original is 50 film years, years old. old this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think star Wars was what? 77, 45. So I, I think, think it's 40, like 43 years old or 42 years old. I'm bad at math. I think 43. I think so. I I'm turned, very bad at math. I'll turn 51 in August. I was six when I six turning seven, when it came out. 
Without going to a calculator, I, I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what what inspired you to do the show and do it in the direction you're going? You know, as a as a series uh, or limited series as it is. You know, again, it, it really was we wanted to do this deep, epic dive using a lot of the tricks that we've learned, you know, over the last four or five years uh, since we did Toys That Made Us. You know, we have a permanent research staff now. We have a permanent clearance department now. We didn't have that four or five years ago. So it's it's allowed us to hopefully produce in a much more kind of deep dive way, but more efficiently than it would have been four or five years ago. Okay. Right. Is, is this documentary going to be in a similar style to toys that made us and movies that made us, or is it a whole different style? Yeah. I mean, it'll be similar in that I use a lot of comedy in the stuff that I try to make mm-hmm. most of the time, not always. Oh, that's good. So there will still be a lot of comedy, but it's it's going to be, you know, a little, you know, more, I, I wouldn't say reverential because everything we do is pretty reverential to the source material, but I'm really trying to show the epicness of the franchise, mm. like in a weird way, 55 nice. years, that's a long time. That's, that's epic, yeah. So oh, yeah. the fact that this <laughs> That's thing, more than our lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it's also, I mean, another way to look at it is, I mean, it's almost a quarter the age of the country. So, like, let that sink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what wow. I really want to show. And then the other thing we're going to do, which is very, very different than anything we've ever done, you know, it was very important to me from day one to have, like, I didn't want the Voyager people only talking about Voyager or the, the you know, the original series. Like, I wanted everything to mix and match. Like, we asked Kate Mulgrew, what did you think of Star Trek II Wrath of Khan? Like, I, I, it's like, I didn't want to make a doc I like that, that just shows the people that worked on a project. I wanted to constantly right. remind the audience of the scale of the brand. So it sounds like you're, you've taken the documentary captains, but gone even more and and said, let's not just talk about your show. I want you to talk about how you feel about other projects in the show. Yes. Which I think is great. And and I have to say, I just realized I I have been getting the press releases from you guys all the time. And it's just this talking to you tonight that I realized the name of your company came from Star Trek. That's right. With 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 NACEL. You just realized that? I just realized that. (laughs) I I chose it because I thought. Every time I hear it, that's what I think of. I'm glad to hear that because the the reason I chose the name is for people like you, it's like a dog whistle. Like, it's like, Oh, I get it. These guys Mm -hmm. understand the culture, but for normal people, they don't get it. And that's okay. Like, it's just a cool word. I see. I, it's probably one of those I knew in the subconscious, (laughs) but it's just one of those. It's like, wait, 
the light bulb just got a little bit brighter that, okay, <laughs> that's what it is. Because we were talking about, you know, the, the South Bend Enterprise with the nacelles that can move. I'm like, duh. Um, so what, with this series, what was some of your favorite moments that we have to look forward to without spoiling those moments? Well, I'll tell you a great moment that won't be in the show. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's, that's an easy answer to give you. Uh, I was interviewing Nicholas <laughs> Myers and uh, Meyer. And um, at the end of the interview, we had wrapped everything, but the cameras were still running, uh, unfortunately. And I said to him, I go, Hey man, I just want to tell you, you know, I've been playing it cool, but you know, I just want to tell you, like, when I die on my tombstone, it will say, I don't believe in the no-win scenario. There's that <laughs> my entire career, my life, everything would not have been the way it is had I not heard that line. Like, whenever I have a bad day, whenever I have massive failure, whenever I have, I mean, I've had a year without getting any good business news. Like, I've been through some rough stuff. This is not an easy business. Um, but I always, think, I always just think, I don't believe in the no win scenario. I get up the next day and I go back and fight. And I told him all this and he, it's funny. I don't think he understood that I own the company because while I was saying all this to him, I mentioned, you know, this entire company would not exist had you not had written that line. Uh, he got very emotional then I got very emotional. Oh, wow. uh, and you had two grown-ass men uh, getting uh, pretty emotional together uh, while the whole cast, uh, sorry, while the whole crew uh, was kind of looking at each other like, should we cut? <laughs> it, it was it was, it was, was cool, but a little awkward. That's, that's pretty awesome. And I do understand yeah, how that is what, uh, what you're talking about with, uh, you know, the last year, year and a half being – hard, especially with the entertainment industry. Um, I, myself, uh, I, I think we talked about this last time you were on, you know, I work for Walt Disney world. I'm an audio engineer and I, I was out from May six or March 16th to July 5th. Jeez. So, so talking about no, not believing in no win scenario. I, I have fights down here in Florida with my unemployment. Um, first time I've ever been on furlough. First time I've ever been, had to claim unemployment. Um, I'm looking out for my daughter. Now, I didn't get any unemployment benefits until six, eight weeks back to work. And then it all came back as retro. So I was like, I don't know how we're going to get through this, but we're going to get through this. And hell or high water, it's going to happen. And survived just made us stronger. So uh, I can only imagine how, how much stronger Nacelle is now uh, because of everything y'all went through. Yeah, no, it, uh, it definitely bonded everybody. Uh, that's for sure. By the way, the last thing we shot before we got shut down, you know, we're doing a show for Disney Plus about the parks. Are you yes, 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 yes. I, 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 saw, I saw your, your blurb on Facebook and I can't wait. Yeah, we were we were shooting yeah, in Florida. Cool. That was pretty much we sh we went straight from Florida to Paris and then shut down. I I want to say I saw a part of y'all's crew when y'all were at Epcot because that's the park okay. I work at, uh, and I saw has seen y'all in the park. So uh -huh. you yeah, so we you haven't finished that one yet, then, right? What's that? 
You're, uh, you haven't finished that one yet then, right? Oh, no, we're finished. We're definitely finished. It's, uh, it's coming out. Oh, it is finished. Yeah. Okay. Coming out this year. That's good. Awesome. I can't wait to see more shows from you guys on, uh, on Disney yeah. plus. See, I would, what I would love to see from you guys for Disney plus, maybe this is a pitch right now, the toys that made us, but the happy meal toys that made us Disney version. <laughs> That's that's on my list. If if we get to make more, uh, there's eight episodes I want to do, and that's one of them. The Happy. I meal. hope so. I really hope so. I I'm I definitely so, want to see more. I love that series. I want to see I want to see more of the uh, movies that made us as well. I was hooked on those. Yes, yeah. we, got, we got three more seasons coming out this year. Yes. Um, oh, nice. Now, also recently, too, you have brought on staff a, a very lovely doctor of sorts, Gase McFadden. How did this partnership come about? Ah. You know, as with many things for us, it, it was pretty it was pretty random. Uh, one of my oldest best friends in the world, a guy named Ian, uh, he knew her and uh, she had done voiceover for us on a project. That's how I met her originally. And when we launched our podcast arm, because we already knew her, I just called her up. And I'm like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And she was like, let me think about it. And then she decided to do it. <laughs> and, you know, she's also an executive nice. producer on our show, Center Seat. So I would love to have her on as a guest to talk about the podcast for Nacelle, awesome. to, talk, to also talk about her in the producing role for for this show and other stuff that she's doing for you guys. And she's been producing the hell out of it. I mean, she... You, you never know. Produ- being a producer is such a vague word. Like she is dug in both hands, both feet. I mean, she is uh, she has been a massive asset to the show. I would say anybody who likes the show, uh, it's really because of a lot of what Gates did uh, to make it what I hope it's going to become when we're done. Can't wait. Uh, when's yeah, the show slated to, to when's the show slated to air? Center seat. Yes. September uh, on the anniversary on the actual anniversary. I mean, we gotta wait till September. Oh, nice. oh man, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> <I know. laughs> we need we need every minute of that time. Believe me. Any chance of review copy so we can help give you one liners for promotional materials? <laughs> yes, just not today. Not today. <laughs> oh no, we we are oh, definitely oh. looking forward. We are definitely looking forward to it, and. Uh, um, so outside of center seat, is there anything else about the show that, that we need to know about that we haven't asked and that maybe others haven't even asked chance to get new material out there uh, about center seat? Yeah. We stumped Brian. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it, it, as you know, I mean, we're, we're, we haven't even locked the first episode. So, I mean, it's still getting made. We're shooting every day, two to four interviews, um, it's, I mean, it's, it really is supposed to be a love letter to the show. I mean, we're not, there's going to be a lot of new information, as you know, about our shows. Right. One of our things we try to do, mm. we work very hard to get new information to the fans. I, I can't. Well, no, the other thing I'd say, I guess. Ooh, that's exciting. Um, what's that? Derek was saying, that's exciting yeah. to find out some new information. Yeah, it's, it's, and again, being a Trekkie. For as long as I have, I know what's common knowledge and what isn't. So, but to that point, you know, right. one of the things that has been a mission for me for 20 years, 
maybe more. I feel that, and I kind of addressed this a little bit in the Toys That Made a Star Trek episode, but I really wanted to shine a massive spotlight on Lucille Ball's Yes. Everybody always calls Gene Roddenberry, rightfully so, the father of Star Trek. Nobody calls Lucille Ball the mother of Star Trek, and she's absolutely the mother of Star Trek. There's no Star Trek without Gene Roddenberry. There's no Star Trek without Lucille Ball. So we we cover that a lot. Well, I I think with Star Wars, everyone, you know, Thank the Maker with George Lucas. Well, in, in many ways, you could say that about Gene Roddenberry, but no, Thank the Maker with Lucille Ball, because if, if it wasn't for her and Desilu Studios, the show would have never been greenlit, financed, and, and put out on air. Well, she deficit financed it. I mean, that's what a lot of people don't understand. NBC only put up about a quarter of the budget. Lucille had to put in the other 75%. Yeah. And this, every episode was about just under $400,000 in the sixties. Wow. Unbelievable. So that was her. I love Lucy money. Yeah. Breathing life into star Trek and mission impossible. That's right. She did mission impossible too. That one. I forgot about, I, I, I forgot about that one. So that, and, and, that's something that's something like I said, that's been a big thing for me for decades and, and that to, we're really hitting hard. And people it, it's just one of those to think Lucille Ball was a geek. Yeah, especially I don't know if she was a geek, but she was a good business person, first of all. Maybe maybe knew the trend. Yeah, she knew the public wanted new stuff, radically new. And that's what Star Trek and Mission Impossible were at that time. Yeah. So in many ways, yeah, yeah. Leonard Nimoy's success wouldn't have grown without Lucille Ball. Guaranteed. He'd probably still be a, well, he probably would have been a cop, uh, LAPD permanently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a weird thought. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, Biggest surprise person that you got on the show that you weren't expecting to get? Diane Mulder. That's Dr. Pulaski. Yeah. Season two of Next Generation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she hasn't done much press. Hmm. Wow. Will will we, wish, will we find out why in the show? I wish this interview was two weeks from now because we're interviewing somebody next week. I can't say who. He's never, like, I don't think he's done oh. an interview in 20 years. Oh, wow. Interesting. And, and it was all Gates. Gates got him. Can you say which huh. generation of Star Trek? I can't because it wasn't just one. Ooh. Yeah, that's a big clue. Oh. Wow. Who, who Interesting. Cro- who crossed over? Start that mind going now. Well, there's. <laughs> wow. Have, has there been. Any like landmark surprise moments that you've gotten so far with different interviews that you've had that you're like, okay, I knew quite a bit, but holy cow, this is a game changer. Absolutely. I mean, within reason, almost every interview, but I mean, we, we've got some pretty big bombshells. Like we, we, we learn, especially by the way, with deep space nine, like, Deep Deep Space Nine, uh, there, there, there was a lot of chaos. A lot more than is known making that show. A lot more. Wow. Hmm. Wow. And cool. for that timeline period, that's my favorite show. 
I, I love Next Generation. I love, and I'm growing to love Voyager. Voyager was not really. I mean, the characters are okay. It's just I did not like the, the show that much. But Deep Space Nine is the is the one that I absolutely loved. Once once the Dominion War started, that's when I fell in love with it. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The f- I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of it at first, but it grew on me after that. Yeah, same. The, the second half of the final season is what well, was the buzzkill for me. I was like, really? This is how we're going out. Uh, uh, the, the religious stuff drove me crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will say. In my top five favorite moments in all of Star Trek, you remember when Gul when they take back, the Cardassians take back Deep Space Nine. Yeah, you remember when Gul is in Cisco's office. You remember that scene? Yeah. I just I just watched that episode. I think it was just on BBC America like two three weeks ago. Like the baseball. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, it's the best. Yeah, it's the best. I just got chills thinking about it. Same here. <laughs> Same here. But. It's it's no Picard with the lights, but it's pretty good. <laughs> well, that, I don't know if you said that on purpose or by accident, but that's my second favorite Star Trek episode ever. Ah, Chain, nice. Chain, Chain that's a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was a great one. So I'm going to ask, of all the movies, motion picture all the way up through the J.J. Uh, Abrams films, <laughs> Favorite film that's not Wrath of Khan? Oh. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Wrath of Khan's everyone, <laughs> everyone's favorite. It's the best. It's the default. Yeah, no one's asked me that before. That's a really good question. Yes, we did something right again, Derek. Nah, you know, it's tough, man. It would either be it would either be Star Trek Three or Star Trek First Contact. Oh, hmm. oh. Interesting. Yeah, that's a tough question, and that's a First great contact question. was good. You know, I also like Voyage Home. That was a great one. Yeah, I love Voyage Home. I think I would, if I had a gun to my head, I'd go with uh, Search for Spock because I don't like the ending that much of First Contact when Data has like the skin on his face and everything. Right. I don't like, that. but I love mm-hmm. the ending of Search for Spock. So you know what. I'm going to go with Search for Spock. Search for Spock. I remember <laughs> reading the comic book from DC before I saw the film or as, oh, wow. I, or as I was watching the film because the first couple issues came out before the film came out. I'm like, wait, this is the movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. They did the same thing like Star Wars did. Put out first two issues before the movie comes out. So a guy, a teaser was happening. Um, but to be able to go back and go, okay, I remember this. I remember this. And then getting the, I got to get the rest of the series so I could relive the movie after I've seen it in the theater. So that was the first one. And Voyage Home was the second series that I actually went and collected an entire series run of comic book wise. Nice. Of a, min, of a mini series. It was the two, two Star Trek movies. Um, cool. You know, Derek, I'm going to post it out there for your for you as well. Favorite Star Trek movie that's not Wrath of Khan. I already said Voyage Home. Voyage Home. That's my favorite one. Um, yep. For me, as much as I didn't like the costumes, I actually enjoyed motion picture. I, I love the movie and I actually do like the costumes, but yeah, not my favorite, but I do like I, I don't mind the costumes, yeah. I, I saw it, I think, 2019. I, I think it's... I think it's uh, I think it's underrated. It's it's I get why some people 
people might not like it, but I think overall it's a pretty good movie. I I just yeah you know, I rewatched it not too long ago, and I'm like, okay, I really like the plot. I think the only reason why I really didn't like this movie was the costumes. I did not like the Starfleet uniforms in it. <laughs> I, I have, I have uh, three, two, at least two kids banging on my door, so I apologize. I'm gonna have to go in a second or two. Uh, Derek, I'll give you a chance for the final question with with Brian. All right. Um, well, I don't necessarily have a question, but I just want to say that um, Star Trek was the first thing that me and my dad kind of bonded on together. Um, and like, you know, we, we started with the original series, but we watched Next Generation every weekend together. And so and, and my dad used to take me to Star Trek conventions and everything. So Star Trek has been a, a big part of my life. Um and I'm really looking forward to watching your series with my dad. Oh. Uh, I think that's going to be, you know, that's very beautiful. We can man. bond on that again, like we used to watching Star Trek. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So I I'm, wish, looking, I'm really I wish looking I was forward able, to it. I wish I was able to watch it with my dad, but I know when I'm watching it, he'll be watching it with me. That's beautiful. I, so, I hope we don't let you down, any of you. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Well, when. But you've already told us there's no way you're going to let us down. Yeah, you, you, already, it's already. I already know it's going to be good. You, you, you <laughs> haven't you haven't let us down yet. Uh, Thanks, it, I, I have enjoyed every show you've put out so far. Um, yeah, and we want more. Yeah, we we want more. And we're going to say, I guess my final question for you for tonight is going to be: Where can people find you and a sell company online? Uh. Instagram, Facebook, I, I'm, you know, I post, you know, I think regularly, I think that would a fair, uh, accurate word to use yep. on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Nacelle, that's all everything, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we have websites, all that stuff. Awesome. We're not hiding. We're not hiding. No, you are not. <laughs> Well, we're going to take a quick pause here. Uh, thank you again, Brian, for, for joining us. And thank you. we'll be right back. Have you ever wanted to deeply connect with someone the way Vision does with Scarlet Witch? Or be the stand-up guy like Cyclops is for Jean Grey? Well, you don't have to be fused to an infinity stone or be the leader of a superhero team to have the kind of relationships in life we all long for. Mark Went is a men's wisdom coach. And after people work with him, they have the confidence, emotional intelligence, and communication skills they need to be the heroes of their own story. To find out more, go to markwentcoaching.com. That's M-A-R-C-W-E-N-D-T coaching.com. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Only if we could to go back to watch Star Trek on his opening night back in 55 years ago would have been 60, 66. I'll be 51, 55, that was 67. Yeah, that sounds right. 67, wow. No, 66. No, yeah, 66, yeah. Wow. Makes, there's the epiphany right there. Star Trek debuted the same year as Batman on TV. Mm. Only difference, Batman was a nightly show no it was two nights a week wasn't it i think september Batman, 8th 1966 was when star trek but batman first aired 
Batman aired two nights a week, though, right? Typically? I think so. Whereas Star Trek was one. But Star Trek has so many things that changed, helped change the views of the world. It had moments that were so shocking. It was accepted because it was quote unquote sci-fi. So it was accepted before it was truly accepted. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, can't wait to see Brian show from uh, with Nacell Na- Company. Cannot wait to see them on a. In September, with this series, The Center Seat, 55 Years of Star Trek. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be good. So, um, Lego has introduced a bunch of sets honoring Harry Potter 20 years. Can't believe Harry Potter's been around 20 years. Yikes. Um, set, Set one is Lego Harry Potter Polyjuice Potion Mix. Mistake, And I guess each one of these is coming with a special golden 20th anniversary minifigure. Hmm. Um, this, uh, I the, saw those, yeah. The Polyjuice Potion Mistake, 217 pieces. I, for some reason, see my daughter getting some of these. Um, hmm. This model has many modular sets. It is one of many modular sets that will combine to complete a create a complete Hogwarts castle. Ooh, that's cool. It comes with many figures of Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, and Ron Weasley, along with swappable hair or a swappable cat head, in Hermione's case, <laughs> to replicate the effects of the potion. Also mm. includes an exclusive golden anniversary Harry Potter minifig. That's pretty cool. Second one is Lego Harry Potter Hogwarts Fluffy Encounter. Uh, again, designed to connect to <laughs> other Lego sets in this set. Uh, the set recreates an iconic moment from the first Harry Potter movie. It comes with Harry Potter, Hermione, Ron, as well as an exclusive golden Hermione minifigure. And of course it comes with Fluffy and the golden harp to put him back to sleep. Oh, that's nice. Now this one I think is cool. And I think it'd be cool because for, for Zoe, these buildings quote unquote exist at wizarding world of Harry Potter. And they look like, and they kind of look like this at the parks. It's the Lego Harry Potter Hogsmeade Village. Build Honeydukes and Three Broomsticks. Yes, both of these exist at Wizarding World of Harry Potter here at Universal Orlando and over in Universal Hollywood. Um, But both Honeydukes and Three Broomsticks in winter with this set, which includes figures of Harry Potter, Dean Thomas, Professor McGonagall, Madame Rose Murda, Mr. Flume and Mrs. Flume, plus an exclusive golden Ron Weasley. This set would be cool to get because then Zoe could do her little universal Harry Potter, sort of like me with the Galaxy's <laughs> Edge vibe. <laughs> and then we can make a, a butterbeer wagon to go with it. Um, then there is a Chamber of Secrets. 1,176 pieces slated to be $129.99. The set is one that builders can combine with other Hogwarts sets. Uh, It features the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets, the Basilic, and more. The set comes with a whopping 10 minifigs. Harry, Ginny Weasley, Tom Riddle, Colin Creevy, Justin Finch-Fletchley, Luna Lovegood, Gilderoy Lockhart, 
Albus Domador, Professor Professor Sin- Sinistra, and Nearly Headless Nick. Oh, that would be a cool one to get. Uh, as well as plenty of accessories and an exclusive golden anniversary Voldemort. Uh, also, too, um, a Harry Potter Wizards chess set. This would be cool to get. Hmm. This uh, this uh, I would love to have. Uh, the set doubles as a recreational scene from Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, as well as a usable chess set. Fans can build the chessboard with all 32 pieces. The set also comes with minifigures of Harry, Ron, and Hermione, as well as an exclusive golden anniversary Severus Snape. Uh, you could build a Lego Harry Potter and Hermione minifigs. With this set, fans can build a 10-inch model of Harry Potter and Hermione Granger in their Lego forms. Ideal with display. This does not come with any minifigs or an exclusive figure. Really? Yeah. But do you see the picture of this? No. Let me send you the link. It's a cool concept, though. I'll let you get get that chance to scroll down and see some of the other sets as well. Hmm. That's kind of neat. So imagine if they do this now with Harry Potter doing this with Star Wars. That would be cool. And not do like the Yoda or, or Grogu or the BB-8 and whatnot, you know, in the UCS, but do 10-inch Lego minifig figures. Give me Chewbacca in a heartbeat. Yeah, that would be cool. Give me a Lego Darth Vader in a heartbeat. Uh, up next, I could see Zoe wanting this one, and I think this looks pretty cool. Fox, build a model of Dumbledore's trusty Phoenix with a 14-inch wingspan and moving mechanical wings. The set comes with Dumbledore and Fox, uh, along with a and a mini Fox, along with a uh, to display alongside the actual model. Does not come with a anniversary minifig. Hmm. Uh, Then we have uh, the first flying lesson. Uh, Throwback to one of the earliest Harry Potter scenes. Uh, comes with Neville, Drago, and Madame Hooch, along with a golden anniversary of Professor Quirrell. Uh, he was the guy who had the turban that had Voldemort's head on the backside. Oh, right, yeah. So, yeah, this is kind of cool, too. So, yeah, that's kind of exciting. I think so, if I showed any of these to Zoe, I bet you she would want Hogsmeade, the Hogsmeade set and Fox would <laughs> be primary. I don't know what other set she wants out, would want out of this. Potentially uh, the Polyjuice Potion mistake as well. And then the big one last Friday was Hasbro's Pulse Fan Fest. Oh, yeah. So we're going to start off with Fortnite, probably the least of our favorites. There's going to be a six-inch <laughs> Fortnite Victory Royale collection with Midas Rex, Lynx, Ripley, and Chaos Agent. Who are they? I don't know. Maybe I you do. <laughs> Whatever. Nope. I don't. Uh, deluxe figures include Sky and Meow Schools. Sure. Uh, a six-inch upgraded shark will also be released. Uh, the Hasbro Fortnite Foundation Crisis Zero Crisis Edition figure will be exclusive to Hasbro Pulse. Sure, whatever. Okay. Um, next. Never got into Fortnite. I have the game downloaded and I've watched people play it. Uh, closest I've come to playing Fortnite has been a game called PUBG, which I played on my phone. And even that has been um, two and a half. that either. And with that one, it's been two and a half years since I've played that. So, um, 
Next up, franchise we both hate, Transformers. Never heard them. <laughs> uh, the Transformers team kicked off its reveals with a trio of new action figures inspired by uh-huh. the Netflix original uh-huh. series War for Sam- Cybertron. Uh, the first images of Autobot Ark, Scorpionok, and Galvatron. Uh, yeah, Galvatron, sweet. Yeah, Galvatron is really cool. Uh, new fossilized figures are coming soon in a G1 style tracks. Yes. Uh, two new figures that will not be available for pre-order are the core class Dracodon and classic style core class Soundwave. Uh, Transformers will have a new shattered glass capsule collection with five new toys, apparel, and, ID, and an IDW <clears throat> comic. Uh, toys will include deluxe class Blur. Um, toys purchased via Hasbro Plus will include a variant cover of the IDW comic. And then last but not least, in Transformers, debuted by Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, a transforming Optimus Prime with <sighs> 27 servo motors, 25 voice commands, 60 microchips, and more than 5,000 parts. Yes. He responds to voice commands and includes Peter Collins' voice. It can be controlled by a mobile app as well. Mm-hmm. It is available it's for pre-order for amazing $699.99. Yes. And actually, uh, the pre-orders are, are already all sold out. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. Sold Holy out. Holy cow. At 700 bucks. Have you, have you seen videos on this thing? Yes. Don't get me wrong. The thing is awesome. It is beautiful. But 700 bucks? Even the Unicron that HasLab put out is only like 500 bucks. It's insane. It's like three feet tall. Insane. But this thing is cool. I I saw someone. Oh, it's, it is I had awesome. it on tape. You know, they put it on the table and they go, transform. And all of a sudden it's. It started transforming. Like, no. Makes the noise and everything. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to Power Rangers. Full episodes of Power Rangers will be coming soon to YouTube, starting starting with Power Rangers Dino Thunder. Uh, Power Rangers (laughs) capsule collections are coming to Target, Amazon, and GameStop. Additionally, Power Month which is in August, will feature even more reveals. Uh, The Lightning Collection reveals Mighty Morphin Metallic Yellow, Red, Black, and Blue Rangers. Dino Fury, a new member, is joining the team as the sixth member. Jordan Fight will play Aeon, the Gold Ranger. Now, someone we know who uh, very well, say he's a good friend of the shows and a partner of the shows and the network. Uh, James, the rock father himself was part of this panel to debut the new stuff from GI Joe. Oh yeah. Uh, with now I'm going to have to go to their, uh, to the toy and toy insider. Um, I'm just going to take it from here from Hasbro. Uh, Paramount pictures releasing snake eyes, GI Joe origins. Uh, on October 22nd, uh, ahead of the Friday Pulse Fan Fan Fest event, Hasbro unleashed a preview of what's to be expected from its extensive GI Joe collection. Starting first with the kid-focused GI Joe toys, 
are the first kid-focused G.I. Joe toy since G.I. Joe Retaliation, which was in 2013. So the first first images released were an assortment of six-inch figures. You want to take a guess how much these six-inch figures are going to run? They should be around 20 bucks. $9.99 each. Really? Yep. That's not bad at all. Let me send you this first link. Because apparently you don't have that. You haven't jumped there either. Which is okay. And then I will send you the uh, Toy Insider link of James. And of course, both of these stories um, come from, you know, the Lego and this one have come from uh, our friends at the Pop Insider and Toy Insider. So uh, the first images are a feature assortment of six-inch action figures at 10 bucks each, vehicles, role-play items, and the 12-inch Ninja Strike Snake Eyes at 20 bucks. So in James's article... If these four G.I. Joe Origins six-inch figures are at 10 bucks each, right? That's an amazing price, by the way. And they're, and these are still fairly detailed. There's no reason why. Black Series, Marvel Legends, the other G.I. Joe stuff, the Ghostbusters line, that any of those can't drop down to 10 bucks. Yep. Exactly. Point blank. Mm-hmm. Because in this set, I like the Baroness. I like the two different snake yep. eyes, and I do like the Storm Shadow. Yep. The Storm Shadow is awesome. And these are great-looking figures. Yeah. For 10 bucks For 6-inch? Come on. There's no reason Come There's no on. reason why Hasbro can't release the rest of the 6-inch lines at 10 bucks. Because I will tell you, some of the ones that I have, I paid less than 10 bucks for because I picked them up at, at Ollie's Discount Store when they've appeared there. Oh. Or, I picked, oh, really? them up, or yeah. I picked them up at 5 Below. Mm. Um, check my local five below. So the initial wave of six inch figures include, of course, snake eyes, both in black and ninja tech editions, storm shadow, the Baroness night creeper, which looks pretty awesome. Red ninja, which looks great. And Scarlet. Mm. If this is the outfit she's wearing in the movie, then about time we're getting Mm. Scarlet looking like the way Scarlet should have been. From the get-go, from the comics and the cartoons in the movie. Yeah, no There's kidding. no reason why they couldn't have done it. Uh, also, too, in recent years, G.I. Joe's brand has been heavily, been a largely collector-focused endeavor, particularly with last year's six-inch scale to classify series, which I still have only seen a figure in the wild. And that was a Cobra Commander, and I couldn't afford to get them at the time, or I would have. Mm-hmm. I have not seen a G.I. Joe figure since in the stores. I haven't either. And the stores. And this three and three uh three and three quarter inch G.I. Joe retro collection. You know, I haven't seen I haven't seen any of the Marvel retro figures that have the backboards or the backing boards are done by JTC, John Tyler Christopher, our good friend. Nope. Me either. So uh, but apparently, too, there is a um, a snake eyes mask and a sword that may light up. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I, I it's what I miss. Oh, I overlooked this, uh, including a special missions mask and a ninja strike morning light sword. Cool. Um, yeah, lo- looking at these, uh, there's also new classified figures coming out. Uh, Storm Shadow looks okay. Uh, Baroness looks okay. A key. Akiko, eh, Scarlet looks all right, and Snake Eyes, which to me, out that set, Snake Eyes is the only one that looks awesome. So, um, 
Marvel. With motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, now with Marvel, uh, an X-Force 90s edition uh, Marvel Legends set uh, with new sculpts for Domino and Cannonball based on their 90s comic book appearance. A premium role play Doctor Strange Eye of Agamotto. That thing's pretty cool. And then a Marvel Legends Iron Man wave, uh, which includes Bro Thor, which is <laughs> actually Big Lebowski Thor, Dark Star, mm-hmm. Ironheart, Ultron, Hologram... Iron Man, Stealth Iron Man, Vault Guardsman, and Modular Iron Man. The reason for Dark Star is we have uh, the Build-A-Figure is a uh, shoot, big furry creature. That's her side. Which one? <laughs> oh, give me a second. Um, oh. Give me a second. Products. Series Marvel Legends Dark Star, and that Bro Thor does not look right. Seeing the picture, <laughs> uh, Ursa Major is the build a figure. Oh, yeah, All right. So, uh, in Star Wars, uh, we talked about this before. There is a vintage collection fan vote. This is for the three qu- three and three quarter inch figures. Uh, chance to vote uh, in the second running. But the five figures in the running for a second round appearance is the Padawan version of Ahsoka Tano, a Republic Trooper from the Old Republic series, uh, Imperial Assault Tank Driver, Starkiller, or Weequay. I'm kind of torn. I kind of want to see Starkiller. Mm. Not enough expanded universe love. That would be cool, yeah. Uh, the Vintage Collection updates photo reel versions of Luke and Han in their Hoth gear. It better be Han in the brown jacket, accurate brown jacket, not the blue. But that's like looking at, you know, the old meat pictures back in the, a few years ago. Is it a blue blue and black dress or a white and gold dress? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the reason why the, all the original toys had Han Solo in a blue coat is because of the way the lighting and everything else was. It reflected blue. So when they went back to try and relook, they go, well, where's, where's Harrison's jacket from, from Empire? His Hoth jacket. And they go, this is it. No, it's supposed to be blue. No, it was always brown. Here's the original still pictures from set. Well, you know, probably also, I'll bet when they made the toys, they were kind of, they were happy to give, you know, to give Han a blue jacket. So it would make him look different than Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a vintage collection updates. Uh, okay, so Luke and Han in uh, Hoth gear, Admiral Akbar and the Emperor's Royal Guard, which we said it's really weird that it's not just the normal Royal Guard. He, he's got changing helmet and the shoulder armor and stuff like that. Like, don't remember any of this in the movies. This that all that extra accessories comes from the comics, not not the movies. <laughs> Uh, vintage collection gaming grates, which is a first in the three and three quarter inch, if I remember right. We got a shadow stormtrooper from uh, Force Unleashed, heavy battle droid from Battlefront and Battlefront Two, scout trooper from Fallen Order, electro staff purge trooper from Fallen Order. Then we have the vintage collection Rogue One X-wing to celebrate the fifth anniversary of Rogue One. We get General Antoc Merrick's X-wing. 
uh, it will come on a vintage collect. Uh, he will come on a vintage collector collection card packed in with the vehicle. It will be a Target exclusive in the U.S. and a Toys R Us Canada exclusive and a fan channel exclusive elsewhere. Black Series, we get a first look at General Lando Calrissian from Return of the Jedi, Aura Singh, which looks amazing from Phantom Menace, Tech from The Bad Batch, Zero, which is pretty cool looking from Mandalorian, and Koska mm. Reeves, which is pretty cool as well. Then we have a Black Series roleplay with Wedge and Tilly's X-Wing helmet. Uh, features both sounds from the Battle of Yavin and Battle of Hoth. So all that's kind of cool. And then I have sad news to report. Yeah, pretty good stuff. Uh-oh. Felix Silva's passed away. I saw that earlier. He he was an Ewok. Saw it before. Yeah. Uh, let's look up his IMDb. He was the hang gliding Ewok, in fact, in Return of the Jedi. He was Tweaky and Buck Rogers. <laughs> yes. He was a dink in Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> he was an emperor penguin in batman returns <laughs> he was an alien in married with children in the episode married with aliens um he was in wait, star trek the original series cage but this says 1986 what? yeah that doesn't sound right he was he was in meatballs part two as meathead <laughs> he was inside. He was in Meathead under the rainbow as a hotel rainbow guest. Buck Rogers as Tweaky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was in Battlestar Galactica as Lucifer. No um, kidding. Wow. He was in this TV miniseries Lincoln as General Tom Thumb. Huh. I did not realize he was in. He, he was an actor for Sid and Marty Croft. He was Colonel Poom in Lidsville. And he was the polka-dotted horse and other various characters in H.R. Puff and stuff. He was also the person inside of the costume for Cousin It. <laughs> so, rest in peace, Felix. You will be sorely missed. I will say I, I am glad I had the honor and pleasure of meeting you. Met him at oh, that's cool. Celebration Celebration Six. Nice in uh, 2012. Yeah, a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, he traveled with uh, Railing Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus, hmm. which means he was based out of uh, out of here, out out of uh, nice Central Florida area, down around Tampa. So, uh, we got any other news or any other thoughts? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, well, on that note, I'm just going to say thank you guys for listening. Can't wait to see Brian's show, The Center Seat, 55 years of Star Trek, because that's just going to make us want to ask. (laughs) Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. You know how Peter Parker doesn't always know how to tell Mary Jane how he really feels? Or how Tony Stark seems to have everything but not the deep emotional connection his complex soul craves? Well, you don't have to be a superhero or a wealthy industrialist to experience the kind of rich relationships and life we all long for. 
I'm Mark Wen, and I'm a men's wisdom coach. After people work with me, they have the confidence, emotional intelligence, and communication skills they need to be the heroes of their own story. To find out more, go to markwentcoaching.com. M-A-R-C-W-E-N-D-T coaching.com.